On this episode of the Advanced Foundations Podcast, hearing God will take you on an exciting journey of growing in fellowship with Him and walking in His ways as you respond to His voice. Welcome to Hear and Obey. This is session eight. Uh, as I prayed the last time in the last session, I hope that you are tuning in to hear God. I hope that you are fine-tuning your hearing. I hope that every part of what we've been sharing will help you. I encourage you, as always, to go back through the manual. Don't just put this on the shelf when you get through. Um, spend time listening, pressing into God. Uh, learn how to develop that personal quality, quiet time with the Lord. Uh, he loves us. He's pursuing us. Uh, we're talking about visions and dreams last week, and we're going to continue that. Remember, Acts chapter 2 said, In the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Uh, last time I checked, that means all, everyone. We still live in this time frame, which we're calling the last days. It's the time between when Jesus went to the cross and died for our sin and was buried and raised from the dead and ascended to heaven until he returns. And until he returns, it's, it's the period of the church age or whatever you want to call it, but we live in that time frame. It's still the last days. So it's still in this time frame that he's pouring out his spirit upon all flesh, and we're all going to be able to prophesy. So this is what we're going to talk about today, hearing God for others. This is extremely beneficial, and it's extremely dangerous. Primarily, God wants to speak to us personally. But what I keep saying, and we've got to understand, is it's not an independent process, we need each other. We are the body of Christ. My body is comprised of many parts, and we need each other. And they need to be connected properly. So you need to be in a church. You need to be connected to those uh, in relationship that are pursuing God together. This is not an isolation deal. So before I talk about hearing God for others, we need to be sure that we understand that we need to be in relationship, connected. Primarily, God wants to speak to us. Don't go chasing after prophecy or chasing after getting a word from somebody. I have people that have books of prophecies they've been given. Go to God yourself. He wants to, he, remember, he's a jealous God, and he doesn't, there's no one between us and Jesus. Uh, he didn't want anybody, no person, no anybody. He wants us to, to have that relationship with him. So prophecy is really an interesting deal. It's God is us wanting us to speak to other people. Now, I'm going to read a number of passages here. We're going to look back at 1 Corinthians 12 in a minute, but this is the last verse of 1 Corinthians 12, verse 31. It says, earnestly desire the best gifts, and I will show you a more excellent way. So he's telling us, now again, this is, you know, supposedly Corinth had problems with the gifts and the operation of the gifts. What Paul is saying here, earnestly desire, actually means to covet, it means to burn hot after the best gifts. And then Ethos chapter 13 is the love. Obviously, everything has to be motivated by love. Everything has to be grounded in love. Without love, it's, it's, we just make a bunch of noise. And it doesn't matter if you can prophesy and get all kinds of wild things and have all kinds of, of things. If you don't have love, you have nothing. Because love is the greatest force. God is love. God wants us to love. And then, but look at chapter 14, verse 1. It says, pursue love. 
would desire spiritual gifts that especially that you may prophesy. Again, it means to covet. It means to pursue. He didn't say casually, ask, maybe, I don't know if I care about that gift. No, it says to pursue love, but desire these spiritual gifts, especially you can prophesy. Tells the difference between one who speaks in a tongue and one who prophesies. But basically, verse 3 says, but he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. Now, I, I'm not, this is not a discussion about speaking in tongues. It's about prophecy. But there's, what he's saying is, is that in the New Testament, uh, we're not talking about rewriting Scripture. We're not talking about some of the Old Testament prophets that brought correction to Israel. No, we're talking about New Testament prophecy is to encourage and to exhort and to comfort. Uh, the truth is that we can do that a lot of different ways. But God's words for us, are, and everybody can prophesy, and he says, I wish that you all, you know, you can all prophesy one by one. So, God wants us to prophesy. He wants us to do, he wants to encourage one another. The body of Christ needs the encouragement that comes from the body. Now, think about this. The Spirit of God is wanting to use us to be a blessing. He wants us to be used to encourage people, to to bless them. And, And what better way than to call people from God, speaking God's words to someone to help someone. Uh, not everybody hears exactly the same way and receives the same way, but this is the function of the body of Christ. He wants us to work together. He wants us to, to, to work together, and this is what he has for us. So it should, our, our this New Testament prophecy should encourage, <clears throat> it should edify, it should comfort, it should really be a blessing to people. And so he goes on to say, prophesies, he speaks edification and comfort to men, and that's really what God wants us to do. Now, whenever you're speaking to someone, well, you need to be careful. Boy, it, it, is a, it is a gift and a blessing to be able to speak to someone, but really need to be careful. You need to be really careful if you're saying this is from God. It's one thing to say, I believe something, I think a lot of times it's better to say, I think I heard this, and I think the Lord is saying this, instead of saying, thus saith the Lord God, because it comes across as some authoritative deal. And uh, I just think that God wants us to say, look, I, I believe I'm hearing something. I believe I've got something for you. Again, does it edify? Does it comfort? Does it encourage? We're going to talk, we're going to really press in here to talk a little bit more about this. Now, the gifts of the Spirit. That I said we'd go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and I want to read some of this. I want to begin in verse 1. It says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that there were Gentiles carried away by these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore I make known to you that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are diversities of ministry, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. But, this is verse 7, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Wow. Now, I want to take this part of this, and I'm just going to talk about these different manifestations of the Spirit. 
Again, we're talking about hearing God. This is how God, by the Spirit, wants to use us to be a blessing to other people. Now, revelatory gifts are the first category I want to talk about. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. So what is that? Well, a word of knowledge is a divine insight that reveals the will of God for a specific situation. We say, what's he talking about? I'll give you some examples. Uh, in John 8, the woman that was caught in adultery. Because um, Jesus said, I only say what I hear my father say and only do what I see him do. They said, hey, this woman was caught in adultery. The law says you're supposed to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him. He didn't say anything. He said he stooped on the ground and he wrote a little bit and got up. He said, he who is without sin cast the first stone. Hmm. Well, they began to leave. Now, how did he get that? That's a word of wisdom. He knew how to he knew how to respond in a way that was divine for that particular instance. So that's what we're talking about, a word of wisdom. Truth of the matter is, you may have responded that way to things before, and you, <laughs> I've done that before. I go, wow, that was really good. I can't, wow, I can't believe I came up with that. You didn't. God gave it to you. That's called a, a word of wisdom. And so a lot of time a word of wisdom will come to know how to respond to something by scripture reference. Okay, word of knowledge. Now, this is receiving revelation, facts, or knowledge that's humanly impossible to know. You absolutely cannot know something. So it's not just because you already know something. No, it's like God just dropped something in. Does this mean something to you? Uh, the woman at the well. Think about that. Jesus talked to this woman, says, you know, um, if you had asked correctly, I'd give you living water. So I'll take some living water. I don't want to come back here. He says, okay, go call your husband. She goes, I don't have a husband. He goes, you're exactly right. You've had five husbands. One of you with now is not your husband. I mean, it's like, uh, how do you know that? I mean, she didn't, she wasn't wearing a badge or something, a plaque that said that. No, it's a word of knowledge. A word of knowledge it is not given to embarrass somebody. A word of knowledge is to drop the conversation down into a whole nother level. A lot of times it's used in, in healing and ministry to people because what God is wanting us to do is to help people, not hurt people. So the word of knowledge would come and it opened her up to go, uh-oh, I perceive you're a prophet. So he's able to drop the conversation down from natural things to spiritual things. And that's what a word of knowledge is. Again, there's a tremendous number of examples in Scripture. Discerning of spirits is not discernment. I hear people say, I have a gift of discernment. No, that's called judgment. A gift of discerning of spirits is to discern the spirit, spirits, angelic, demonic, and all kinds of activity. Um, you know, you think about the different, there's all kinds of stories. Acts 16 is one where, you know, Paul is going to prayer and this spirit of divination Finally, he turns around and rebukes that spirit of divination. He didn't rebuke the person. He rebuked that spirit. He discerned it was a spirit. And you can go through Scripture. There's a lot of instances of that. So these are revelatory gifts. This is like you just, you just all of a sudden you know something. The next ones are power gifts of faith, gifts of healing, and working of miracles. So what is that? Well, faith is God-given ability to believe God in a supernatural way. It's just all of a sudden you just, I, I believe. I, I just believe. I know that something can happen. Uh, you think about the four friends 
uh, tearing the roof off a house to lure their friend down. I just know, or the woman with the issue of blood. I just, I, if I can just touch his garment, I'm going to be healed. Um, that's more likely a, a gift of faith. Didn't sit around and try to muster that up. Just all of a sudden believe, wow, I can, I can get something from God. That, I've had that happen before. And it's like, where'd that come from? And what came from God came by the Spirit. It's faith. Just all of a sudden, it's just supernatural faith. Gifts of healing. Well, that's the ability. God-given ability in part physical healing. Uh, it could be inner healing, but it, it, it's healing. And it, does that operate all the time? Well, it says these manifestations are given for the profit of all. So sometimes there's gifts of healing that are released. Why? I don't know. Do you do something to generate that? No, you just make yourself available. You just believe God and trust the Spirit to release certain things at time that He wants to release them. But we need to believe in gifts of healing, that God wants to release healing to the body of Christ. Same thing with working of miracles. Miracles haven't passed away. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He hasn't changed. So why do we expect miracles and stuff to have changed? They haven't changed. They're still, He's still the same. He's still doing the same that he's always done. Miracles. You can look through scripture. Um, there's all kinds of miracles. Uh, multiplying the bread. Uh, he, what did he say there? What do you have? They said, well, we've only got a little bit. He goes, okay. Tell him to go sit down. And he took it and he blessed it. And he prayed and it multiplied. See, I mean, God does that still today. He's the same. He hasn't changed. He's still doing miracles. Uh, and, you know, say, so, well, I, don't, I haven't seen a miracle to that magnitude. No, but I bet you've seen miracles. I've seen miracles in my life, the things that happen that just, they, they can't happen. It just, it didn't happen. So don't think it has to be some kind of spectacular thing. We have a tendency to only look at the spectacular. Listen, God is in the everyday he is into everything of our lives. He wants us to learn how to tune in. To be really honest, I don't think we're probably ever going to see the spectacular if we don't learn how to walk in the in the normal, common relationship that God wants us to walk in. Does that make sense? I just, God wants us to know him. He's not after signs and wonders and giving us mighty things so that we believe. He wants us to trust him. He wants us to grow in faith. He wants us to grow in our relationship. The last three are called utterance gifts. And these are gifts that basically are, are spoken gifts. Prophecy, uh, we talked about that a moment ago. We're speaking the mind of Christ to a person or a group of people for the purpose of encouragement, exhortation, and comfort. Again, you'll see a number of examples in Scripture. And, and oh, I've seen so many examples in, um, in the church where, I mean, this is a very important gift. And again, we're not talking about rewriting Scripture. We're not talking about additional scripture. We're not talking about Old Testament prophets where they were given to correct the children of Israel. Uh, I'm sure there are prophets that are speaking into high levels of authority in the different parts of the, of the world and, and government and all kinds of things. But what this is talking about is personal prophecy that we should be exchanging encouraging, comforting, helping one another. That's what we're really talking about here. It, it, it can happen anytime. You could be talking to someone and go, wow, boom. You know, more than likely, we've probably operated in it a whole lot more than we think. We, we give it religious, spiritual terms when God just wants us to be natural. He just wants us to love people. Remember, the love is between 
chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians and chapter 14, where it says, pursue love, but desire, covet spiritual gifts, and especially that you can prophesy. So prophecy is a blessing. And, and again, I'll say it over and over again, if you get something from someone, always test it. Always go to God. Always go to those in spiritual authority. Go, go to those you're in relationship with. Because anything that God gives you, he does not mind you asking others to bear witness with this. And what the enemy does a lot of times, he goes, no, you don't, don't do that. God gave it to you. Don't, don't, don't go ask. Don't ask. No, we're the body of Christ. We need each other. We can certainly ask one another. Now, the different kinds of tongues, there's God's given ability to speak an unknown tongue in a specific situation. Obviously, Acts 2, they heard them speaking in their own language, and they had all kinds of, uh, you know, they were going, wait a minute, are these not Galileans? They don't know these languages. I, I've heard of stories, of, of, especially in foreign land, where people have spoken in a native tongue that they did not know. And, of course, the people there heard it in their own tongue. So that's what we're talking about. Interpretation of tongues is the ability to hear a spiritual Get a tongue that has been given, and you have, it's not, in, it's not a translation, you interpret, you know what God is saying. It's like prophecy. What Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14, that if a tongue is given and it's uh, interpreted, it has the same weight as the prophetic word. So these are spiritual gifts. All the gifts are given for the benefit of all of us. They're, they're gifts. We need to, we need, this is normal operation as we're tuned in to the Spirit of God, as we are sons and daughters of God, this is normal operation for all of us, and it needs to become very, it's important, and we need all of these things working in our lives. Now, it's again, think about this. It's always for the benefit of others. So that's really what God is, is wanting to do. He wants us to learn how to help one another. A lot of times in personal ministry, there are things that are hidden. I, there are things in my life I don't know. I need somebody else to be able to to pray with me, and, and that's why we do personal ministry, so that we can help one another really get free, especially things that might be blocked. And that's why the gifts of the Spirit are absolutely imperative if we're really going to walk in freedom. Um, this is a story, and it is in the manual. Uh, it's happened a long time ago. I was praying early one morning, and I was in my patio, and I saw all of a sudden, um, now let me back up just a minute. I knew we were going to go to this restaurant. It was a nice restaurant that somebody had given us a um, gift certificate to, and they knew that it was one of our favorite restaurants, and we were had made reservations to go to that restaurant to eat. I'm in early morning. I'm praying, and all of a sudden, I see the inside, a picture inside of this restaurant and I see what I thought a person having a heart attack and falling off the table. And, and I'm going, okay, Lord, whoa, what is that? And I didn't get a whole lot. I kept praying. Again, I think this is what's going to happen tonight. Well, the day went on. It was busy. And we decided that we were going to go to, we were going to, go to a movie early and go to supper. But instead, we decided, you know, the day had been busy. And we just decided, let's just go to supper, forget going to a movie and so I had really forgotten I'd had that vision early in the morning. So we get, we get there to the restaurant and walked in and went, oh, this is the, I, I saw a picture of this restaurant in my mind's eye when I was this morning in my quiet time. And there were like two tables, that's all. There was nobody there. 
I said, well, I guess that was just nothing. So we're sitting there eating, and then all of a sudden, this, we were nearly through, and a table of four people came in, sat down. Susan said hello to them. My wife did. And, and she said, That's, um, they're good friends with her sister and her husband, and said um, that he's dying. I said, dying? He said, yeah, he's been to Mayo Clinic. He's been to all of the major hospitals in the United States. And they don't know what's wrong, but they they know that he is dying. They've given him less than six months to live. And I said, oh, my gosh, that's who I'm supposed to pray for. And she goes, what? And I'd forgotten to tell her that I had this vision. And so I tell her what I, I said, I'm supposed to pray for him. And she goes, here? Now? I mean, we're just having dessert. And I said, no, I don't think that's what it is. It's God trying to show me that he wants me to pray for this man. So I just go, wow, I know this is what God is saying. He wants us to pray. So I went home, called her sister, said, look, this is what happened. We don't normally go to this restaurant, but I know that he wants us to pray for them. Would you call him? And she said, yes. Well, he was very gracious. He, he's, he's dying. So yeah, he said, yes, yes, you can come pray for us. It was not a... Uh, a familiar thing for them. They were in church, but it was in a not in a church where they would pray for physical healing. So we we had a very nice meeting with them, and and I'd prayed, and I'd ask the Lord to show me what we're supposed to do here, and um, not some weird deal. Just said, look, I believe God wants to heal you. This is a this is something God has shown me. It's not up to me. We want to pray for you. We want to pray that God would be a blessing and heal you. And uh, we prayed for him, and I felt like the Lord said that he will be healed, and uh, it would not be an instantaneous, all of a sudden he's perfect, but that he would get gradually better and better, and he did. Now, when I wrote this, um, he was still alive. Uh, since then, he's obviously gone to be with the Lord a number of years ago, but he didn't die from whatever that was that he had. So those gifts work together. And it's not, it's not some weird deal. It's not some, oh my gosh, that's sort of weird. You don't have to be weird. You just have to be just a normal person. And we didn't do anything weird. We didn't take a, a you know, a, a quart of oil and pour it all over his head. Uh, we didn't shake and quake and, and scream at the guy. No, we just went down, loved on him, shared with him, and believed God to release the gift of healing and working of miracles in his life. God does that. Now, let me just sort of close out this, this session with just, again, a word of caution. As much as God wants us to minister to people, wow, we need to be careful. You can get things that can hurt people. You pick up things in the Spirit, you should never, ever share anything that would hurt anybody. You, you've got to be, we need to be really sensitive to the Spirit, but we just need to be very, very careful. Again, God is wanting us to go to him personally. Yes, he wants to use us in the body of Christ to help one another, but we still primarily want to hear from God ourselves in context of the body. So I'll say this over and over and over again. You're not an island unto yourself. And don't chase words and chase things. Uh, you won't like what you catch. So, God is trying to get us to develop this intimacy. And so we need to we need each other. So even though you may pick up things, it doesn't mean you're supposed to share them. Remember, Jesus only said what he heard the Father say, and he only did what he saw him do. He, he, he could have said a lot of things that the woman issue 
I mean, the one with the different husbands at the well. Um, same thing with a woman caught in adultery. He didn't do anything to cause them to feel less about themselves. He lifted them up. And so be careful, careful with what you say, because you get something. Be careful with what you say. You need to have the fear of God on you to be able to speak to other people. At the same time, we need to desire to prophesy. So what I want to do, I want to pray for us. I want to pray God's going to activate the gifts of the Spirit with the balance, with the foundation that it comes from love because God is love. So, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you that you still speak today, that, Lord, that you have called us into a partnership that you want to speak to us, but you want to speak through us. So, Lord, I pray for activation. I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you would activate the manifestations of the Spirit for the benefit of all. Each is for the benefit of all. And I pray, Lord, that word of wisdom and word of knowledge and discerning of spirits, that you'd activate those in our lives, that you'd activate the faith and gifts of healing and working of miracles, that you would activate prophecy and tongues and interpretation of tongues. Lord, you said you'd pour out your spirit upon all flesh. Well, here we are. We say, come Holy Spirit, fill us and, and activate the spiritual dynamics so that we can be a blessing to those around us. Lord, we love you. We bless you. We thank you that you have given to us everything. We want to be used. Say, Lord, I want to be used. I want to be used. I want to use, I want to be in tune with you so I can be your ambassador to be a blessing to people around me. I, I want to hear your voice. I want to help others hear also. I want to release heaven right here on earth in the name of Jesus. I want to, I want to see lives changed. I want to see people set free. I want to be a blessing, and I want to prophesy. I want to speak words of encouragement, words of exhortation, words of comfort. I want to help people get over whatever is keeping them from being everything God called them to be. So, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for speaking to me. And, Lord, thank you for speaking through me and use me. Just ask the Lord to use me. Use me. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this timely message. Pastor Terry and Susan Moore had a life-changing encounter with the Lord in August of 1982. They opened their home to a Bible study, which turned into a church now located in Carrollton, Texas. They have never been the same and hope that you encounter Christ in a real way. For more, connect to jterrymore.org.